how will we live in a future LA? And does it build on the century of experimentation in home design that LA's famed for? These are the questions posed at Shelter. That's an exhibition at A Plus D Museum in downtown. It's a display of theoretical and real solutions to meeting LA's current housing needs by LA designers. The curators are Sam Lubell and Danielle Rago. Shelter grows out of the idea that Los Angeles is becoming a completely different place than it was uh, even you know, 10, 20, 30 years ago. Um, it's a place that's much denser. It's a place that has much more respect for the public realm. And it's also a place that has a lot of new challenges, environmental challenges, cost challenges. But the, the residential uh, realm of Los Angeles, which is really the most famous and the most uh, sort of storied realm in, in terms of architecture and urbanism in Los Angeles, has not kept up with those changes. And our goal is to help come up with new models to inspire people to really rethink how we live in Los Angeles. Danielle. I think in a way it's um, calling out to a different generation of architects and designers or even those who have been practicing, but to look at other issues, I guess, facing the city other than looking just at the single family home as a model, looking at multifamily and looking um, particularly along new lines of potential development like the Los Angeles River and the Metro Extension on Wilshire Corridor in particular. That's Shelter curators Danielle Vargo and Sam Lubell. We'd an extended interview with them on our website. So what's in the show and how was it received? Among the crowd at the opening was Carolina Miranda. She's staff writer for the Los Angeles Times and she helms the Culture High and Low blog. Well, I, I think this show intrigued me for a number of reasons because it is, it's a show that is making us think about what the future of L.A. is going to be like. The, a city that has higher density, that gives up, you know, the single home on the single plot of land model. And, and so I think those are all really good questions to be asking right now at a time when the city is really thinking about where it wants to head. Naturally, this being a show that includes a lot of conceptual ideas, there's some very radical ideas in there. Uh, uh, There was one architect, uh, Kulapat Yantrasast, who had this just radical idea for creating buildings on two lanes of Wilshire that would sort of ride in between the buildings on Wilshire on the Miracle Mile. So there's these very radical conceptual projects, but at the same time, there's a lot of ideas in the show that make us think about how we're going to have to redesign the city if this is going to become a much more high-density place. And I think, you know, one of the big ideas that I saw sort of running throughout the show is this idea of shared space, that Angelinos are going to have to become much more adept at having communal space, at sharing space, at having gardens that maybe they share with a neighbor or several neighbors. So this idea that, you know, this little walled compounds that we've all become used to living here, those walls seem to be disintegrating. And I think that's a big idea that you see in this show. How psychologically prepared do you think Angelinos are? And also how financially prepared? A lot of the ways we live are dictated by how loans are given and also, of course, zoning. Oh, exactly. I mean, I think the question of zoning and building codes, it's, it's, uh, I'm working on a story related to this exhibition. I've talked to a number of architects who all talk about wanting to do more innovative, high density, medium density, uh, green building. And it can be very difficult given some of the city's building codes, you know, that certain requirements that you have to have covered parking for your cars. And so that eats into building budgets that, for example, prefab structures are very difficult to do in 
the city. Um, in terms of how Angelinos are prepared to deal with this, uh, you know, I think a lot of them are not. I think this is a city that still many people who live here, you know, they regard it as, you know, the single home on the single plot of land and they don't want high density. You know, you drive around places like Alhambra and Monterey Park and you see signs on people's front lawns like no high density mixed use buildings here. You go to Beverly Hills and you see the no subway signs on people's lawns. So it's going to take some mind changing but I think it's happening. I mean, I think you see a younger generation here in Los Angeles that doesn't already doesn't drive as much. And so I think it's going to take a while to change that very L.A. mindset of the single home. But it's going to happen because it's going to have to happen. But the other aspect of living today is that unlike when, you know, middle class families bought their single family home back in the 50s, 60s, 70s, that's impossible. It's out of reach. It seems like the biggest challenge now has to do with affordability. Is that something that the exhibition took on? Should it have done? I think the affordability question was probably a little bit more addressed in some of the built projects wall than it was in the conceptual projects. I mean, there were a number of art architects who sort of talked in their presentations at the opening about, you know, wanting a diversity of people in a tower, wanting a diversity, you know, economic diversity in a neighborhood, but whether the designs they've created can really do that, I mean, that's a big question that depends on developers and loans and how those homes are allocated. But I think I think the good news is, is that there is innovative design happening at the affordable level in Los Angeles. What we need to do more of is study it and replicate it. Now, what you see at this exhibition is a range. On the one hand, you have a variant on the granny flat in, in Elysian Park or in Frogtown. At the other extreme, you have an idea by Mad Architects for a very tall tower in Midtown, several towers that have adjoining interconnecting gardens. So, OK, Carolina, if you could live in any of the housing types that you saw in this show, what would it be? I have to say, the one that I found the most compelling in terms of being the most realistic was by L.A. Moss, and it was looking at the granny flat type. But what they did is they're like, rather than looking at one granny flat in a backyard, in a single backyard, they're like, let's look at all the granny flats in a block, and that if all of these properties can get together and share, you know, that extra land among them, you could actually fit more housing in that space than with a single granny flat. So again, this idea of building on the communal, of working together in order to solve our density issues. And I thought that was a really interesting way of thinking about space and one that was quite livable and that wasn't a radical change from the way we live now. Because I think a lot of people think density and they think, oh my God, there's going to be some 50-story tower next to me tomorrow. You know, and the fact is that not all medium density and high density projects are the Millennium Tower. Like, there's plenty of one and two and three story projects that are just adding incrementally to a neighborhood. And and I thought that one was really interesting because you do have this land that gets wasted when you're just thinking about one plot at a time. But if you think about the whole block, well, whoa, that could make a real change. You might not just have granny living there. You might have an uncle and an aunt and maybe some cousins and it becomes a, a denser, I think, a richer urban fabric as a result. And, and that's playing there not just with the physical form of LA, the single family house, but also the familial form. We're used to the nuclear family in LA. That's been the model, at least the reality has been quite different. And what you're saying is this kind of formalizes that reality of the extended family. 
Exactly. I mean, I live in an overwhelmingly Latino neighborhood. I don't think there's very few people that are there as just the sort of idealized 1950s nuclear family. You know, mom, dad, the t- you know, the two kids and the dog. I mean, you have mom, dad, two, three, four kids, uh, granny, uh, cousins, aunts, uncles. I mean, that was part of my experience growing up, too. It was rarely in our house was it just like me, my sister, my mom, and my dad. It's like there was usually a cousin coming through or an aunt or an uncle. And so I think what their project really spoke to is this is a way in which people are already living. They're already living with their extended families. Let's design for that. And let's design for it in a smart way that goes beyond thinking about the single granny flat on the single plot of land. Because I think part of the the big lesson in this show and in thinking about this whole density thing is that it's not going to be solved plot by plot. Like, L.A.'s density issues are too big to think about one plot of land at a time. They're going to be solved block by block and neighborhood by neighborhood. And it's going to have to be people sort of like stepping back and looking at the big picture design of an entire city block and thinking about, okay, how can we add to this in a way that's smart and in keeping with the neighborhood? And would you recommend people in general to come see this show? I think by all means, people should see the show. I think um, architecture shows for civilians can sometimes be a little befuddling because you're looking at these strange models and strange concepts and strange ideas. And I think sometimes the place to start is with what's already been built. And so when you enter the show, there is a wall that has a whole series, features a whole series of projects that have already been built around Los Angeles. Projects like Kevin Daly's Broadway housing in Santa Monica, Michael Maltz and Star Apartments in downtown Los Angeles. There are these buildings that are employing avant-garde ideas about architecture and design, about interior versus exterior, about density, about affordability, about green manufacturing, and they've already been built. So I think this show offers a great entree into that as well. And I think if sometimes the schematics can be a little bit befuddling, this offers a nice guide to things we can look at that have somehow made it through the LA zoning code to get built as examples of what to do. Well, Carolina Miranda, thank you so much. Thank you. Carolina Miranda is a staff writer for the Los Angeles Times. Read her article about the exhibition, Shelter, Rethinking How We Live in Los Angeles. It's on show through November 6th at A Plus D Museum, now in downtown LA.